welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. I got a word I want to talk to you about today. We're in a season right now, guys. The, the global church is in a season. Um, I don't even know if you could say we're post-COVID. Because we're still dealing with some of the stuff with COVID, aren't we? And, you know, I want to pause right there for a second. You know, throughout this whole last year and a half, our posture about COVID has been, let's talk about Jesus. We, we know what's happening in the world. We see all the division. We see all the frustrations. And being in the church, we've got all kinds of people on different sides of the issue. And <clears throat> I was having a conversation with somebody last week. I've had multiple conversations last week. And I want to remind you guys about something. And this is important. Whatever side of the equation you're on, whether you are anti-vax or you are pro-vax, whether you think um, this is all made up or this is absolutely the honest God's truth, whatever, whatever it is you think, I want to remind you of something. You need to form your basis and you need to form the truth that you receive and the way that you live your life off of the words of Jesus Christ. You need to go and find out what the Lord says to you. Don't just take your, your information from this news source or that news source. I think we've all come to a point in life where we know that we really can't agree with any one news source. Like, do you feel like you just can't trust much of the news anymore? Whatever news you're reading, you're like, I don't, I don't even know if this is 100% accurate. You know, this person's saying this. This person over here is saying the complete opposite. The government's saying this. My friends are saying this. And you say, who is telling the truth? Here's who's telling the truth. The Lord. So whatever side you find yourself on, hey, that's great. But find yourself there with the Lord. Go to him and say, God, what do you think about this? God, what do you think about should I get vaccinated or should I stay unvaccinated? Should I worry about this or should I worry about that? Whatever it is. Go to the Lord first and allow him to form your opinions and allow him to form your beliefs, okay? Okay? In everything you do, not just with COVID, in everything you do, go to the Lord. Well, I'm glad Jen agrees. <laughs> Jen agrees. Go to the Lord, guys. Go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Because he's not going to leave you high and dry. He's not going to say, you know what? I just don't know, Brendan. You're going to you're gonna have to figure this one out on your own, man. Like this, one, this one's beyond me. When you figure out the answer, could you let me know? Because I'm up in heaven and I'm unsure myself. Come on. He knows what's up, and he knows what he wants you to do, and he knows his thoughts and his plans for you. So go and talk to him. Amen? Amen. And do not let, do not let division creep in in any way. Choose love. Colossians 3 verse 14 says what? Oh, you don't, you don't know off the top of your head? It says, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Guys, Last week we talked about this. Choose love. Choose love. Choose love. Choosing it. It's a, it's a great, this is a great season to choose love because there's so many opportunities for you to be offended and be upset and be hurt. But I'm telling you today, choose love. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm choosing love. 
I don't know what that guy's talking about up there, but I'm going to choose love anyways. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 with me. I started out saying we're in, a, we're in an interesting season globally for the church. And what they are finding, what the statistics are saying, that, that through COVID, people, people just aren't really coming back to church. A lot of people are saying, you know what, I'm going to do church a new way, or I'm going to visit multiple churches, or I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch church online. My new life is going to be Sunday mornings, I'll find three different churches that I can watch online for half an hour, and I'm going to watch church that way, and that's my new normal. And they're finding that about 50% of people are not returning to church the way they were before COVID hit. And so I want to talk about this with you today, because I believe church matters. Can I get an Amen. I believe coming and being in the presence of the Lord matters not just so that we can have church together, but it matters for your life. Amen? It matters that you can come somewhere and be filled up and be in the presence of the Lord and hear the word of God and use your gifts and then turn around and take them out into the world. Amen? So we are talking about today a message called Placed, Planted, and Flourishing. Everybody say placed, planted, and flourishing. Guys, if you were here last week, you'll know that I also used the word flourishing last week. Apparently, I really like the word flourish. But it's also in the Bible, so it's okay. Johnny, it's okay. I'm not making up words, man. It's in the Bible. Placed, planted, and flourishing. And, and if, if, if I get so off track and I can't make my point today somehow, and the Lord just takes me in a million different directions, I just want to say this to you off the bat. And you can write this down and you can scribble it somewhere, but here's what the Lord said to me last night as I was thinking about church this morning. He said, tell the people this, when you are planted where God has placed you, you will flourish. When you are planted where God has placed you, you will flourish. And don't we all want to flourish? Flourish means to thrive and to live and to grow. We're going to look at this word in a minute, but it means that you are living life. You're not just existing. You're not just some bud on a plant, but you are blooming, that you are in life, that life is coming into you and life is showing out of you. We want to flourish in life. We don't want to be a dead religion. We don't want to be people who come to church and just like hang out for a couple hours and then go and our life is not changed, do we? Oh, man, some people apparently do. <laughs> Go with me to 1 Corinthians 12. I think I said that already. And um, Jaden, let's just read through this, and then we'll come back and make some points, okay? So uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to start here in verse 12, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation today, and it says this. Uh, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? Obviously, the answer is no. It says 17, if the whole body were an eye, man, that'd look weird, wouldn't it? How would you hear anything? Or if your whole body were an ear, I feel like a whole body being an ear is even weirder than a whole body being an eye. He says, how would you smell anything? 
But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Okay, so we read through this. We're going to go back now and make a few points. Now, the first point is this. Number one, I don't know if you heard it as we read through this passage of scriptures, but it said it a lot of times. There are many parts in the body. Did you hear that? There are many parts. And look, let's see here. In verse number, next slide there, Jaden. It says in verse 12, it says the human body has many parts. Verse 14 says, yes, the body has many different parts. Verse 18 says, but our body has many parts. And even, it's not on this slide, but even verse 20, it says, it says it this way. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Listen, guys, there are many parts inside the body of Christ. We're talking about being placed right now. Placed, planted, and flourishing. There's many parts. It takes many parts to make the body work the way that God has designed it. And what he's talking about, the Apostle Paul, as he works his way through, he says, not one part is any more important than the other. And you can't say, well, I wish I was this, and this one, I'm not, I'm not this part, so I'm not important. There are many parts in the body. And guess what? I think you know what I'm going to say. You're a part of the body of Christ. God has made you a part of the body of Christ. There's many parts, and Cherokee, you're one of them. Mauricio, you're one of them. Sloan, you're one of the body of Christ. We're all a part, and all the parts together make what? One body. Let's go to the next slide here, Jaden. It says here, verses 14 to 17. Is where he's talking about. I'm going to read this in my Bible. Jaden, I don't think we have the slides for that, do we? No. So I'm going to read this to you. Verse 14 to 17, just again. It says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Guys, parts matter. Parts matter. The part you are was designed and set by God, and you matter in the body of Christ. The role that God has designed for you to play matters to the body of Christ. And listen, here's the thing. If you say, I don't matter, he's talking about like, well, I'm not a hand, so I don't matter. If you think you don't matter, what happens? What happens if, if my shoulder socket was gone and I couldn't bend my arm anymore? My arm would stick out like this, right? And I'd walk around looking like this. Hey, man, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I don't have a shoulder socket anymore, so I can't bend my arm. Can you? Oh, I'm just going to reach down and pick up this thing because my shoulder socket matters, doesn't it? All the parts of the body matter. And you can't say this one is more important because, listen, I'm not a hand, so I don't matter. But what about the forearm? If there was no forearm, then how would your hand really work? Your hand would be attached up here, maybe at the elbow, and then it'd be super short. You'd be like a T-Rex dinosaur. <laughs> and how well did that work out? 
The part you are was designed and set by God and it matters. There is no room in the body of Christ for role reassessment or role reassignment. You need to be more excited about that. We live in a day and an age where you can choose to be whatever you want to be, don't we? <laughs> People are coming up with all kinds of things. Today, I'm a unicorn. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a robot, and I'm going to assign myself to be whatever I want to be. Listen, God made you what you are. And there's gifts that he put on the inside of you. He made you a certain way. He created you a certain way. And there is no role reassignment. There is no gift reassignment. You are who he created you to be. And you matter to the body of Christ. If you say, I don't matter, and you peace out, and you take off, and you flake out, and you say, well, I'm not going to go to church today because my gift doesn't matter, the whole body suffers. Then you got a dude walking around that can't bend his arm. You matter. Don't choose a new, oh, I don't, I, I'm going to be this today because that's what I like better. And my gift is dumb. I don't think my gift matters. Your, Beth, your gift matters. The grace inside of you matters. Who God created you to be matters more than you can possibly imagine or think. So start using your gifts. God made you. God sets you. And that settles it. And you know, I was thinking about this last night. How comforting it is when you know and accept and embrace who you're created to be. Realizing that God has created a place for you. How God has made a space specifically for you. Isn't that a great thought? That God thought about Jeff and created and made Jeff a certain way and placed things inside of Jeff that only Jeff can do uniquely. And then God put together a body where Jeff fits just right. And if Jeff isn't using his gifts, the rest of the body suffers. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, God's given each one of us a gift. Use it then to serve the body well, there's things that are inside of Jacob that if Jacob chooses not to use them, the rest of the body will suffer. Parts matter. Find out the part that God has made you to be and begin to use it. Begin to walk in it. Begin to function in it. Listen, Sunday mornings isn't the whole picture. Sunday mornings is a small piece of the body of Christ. There is so much ministry that goes on outside of these four walls that is so important that you need to find where you fit. You could say, well, I can't fit on Sunday morning because I don't preach or I don't play an instrument or I definitely don't want to pack up the trailer. <laughs> Guys, it's so much fun. By the way... Jeff, if you want to pack up the trailer, come on. Talk to Jacob. <laughs> he said, there's, there's just not enough for me to do on a Sunday. I don't know where I could fit. Listen, there's so much outside of these four walls that takes place. You could say, I have a desire to have a small group for single women. I want to see men grow and flourish and thrive in who God's called them to be. I want to do a Bible study on this book. I believe in the next generation. I want to have a group. I want to have a next generation. Whatever. There are 
There are a thousand different ways that you could use the gift that God has put inside of you. My point is, is that who God made you to be matters. Find out who it is and begin to function and use your gift so the rest of the body doesn't suffer. Mm-hmm. Yes, we belong to Jesus. All right, the last one here in this passage of Scripture is God places. So number one we talked about, there's many parts. The second thing we talked about is that parts matter. Parts matter. Parts matter. And the third thing here, I really like this one, is God places. Verse 18, do we have up that slide, Jade? Yeah. This is the Passion Translation, and it says, But God has carefully designed each member, and he placed it in the body to function as he desires. God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. So that means that God created Jess and put her together, carefully designing her, and then placing her in the body where he believes she should go, where her function can work, where he desires. He says, there are things inside of Jess that I have put inside of Jess for this body, for Hope City Church, for the church in Abbotsford that they need. And if Jess doesn't fit in there and she's not using her gifts, the body of Christ begins to suffer. And here's what I love. In the New King James, it says, God sets the members in the body where he desires. And that word set in the Greek is um, the Greek word, uh, Tithami, and it means this, to set in, all caps, the proper place, an assigned place. That means that there is a place that God has designed for you to fit, where you belong, where God has set you in that place. This is the place for Tanner. This is the place for Priscilla. I am setting Priscilla in this place to function, to work, to grow, to use her gifts. There's things inside of Brian that I have put inside of him, and I am placing him in the proper place. Here's what I love is it means this, that the church that you go to, the body that you fit into, the place you call your home church, your home body, isn't really your choice. It means that there is a place that God has designed for you to be. There is a place where God has called you. We live in a day and an age where people shop church families. And listen, you got to go to churches to find where you fit and belong. But as you go to those places, you got to ask the Lord, is this where you are setting me? Is this the church that you have called me? Are you placing me in this piece of the body to use my gifts to function and to grow? Where are you placing me? People 
just travel around from church to church to church. And they, they're like, I'm going to go to this church this Sunday. Next Sunday, I'm going to go to this church. My friend's over here. I'm going to go visit my friends. What happens with that mindset? You never get planted. You're not able to use your gifts. You're not connected to anybody. And so you are not growing. You're not flourishing. You're floating around. But God desires you. Listen, there's a picture of a rib cage and the thoracic cavity on purpose up here. Because all of these pieces are fit together. And when they are fit together and functioning and working, what takes place? Life. Life. Things work the way they were designed to. If you pull any piece out of that picture, something's not going to work the way that it was created to work. Am I right? You take one of those ribs out, take two of those ribs out, what happens? Organs are exposed. It hurts you when you turn your body. You take some of those vertebrae out, what happens? You can't bend your back like you're supposed to. You take those tendons in there and those vein yellow things, take those out, what happens? I don't know, I'm not a scientist. That's as far as my knowledge of the body goes. Go with me to Psalm 92 real quick. There's many parts. Parts matter. And God places. God has placed you in a spot. God has set you in the body. Because you matter. The things inside of you matter. Psalm 92, verse 12 and 13 Pastor Jen loves this passage of scripture. It says, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and go strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house and they flourish in the courts of our God. That word transplanted or planted in the New King James means to plant and cultivate a seed into the ground so it will grow. That's the purpose. You plant it in the ground so it can grow. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, the purpose for being planted in the house of the Lord is so that you are stuck in the ground. And listen, we all know that a seed has to die so that life comes out of it. So you get planted in the house, you begin to serve and use your gifts, and you begin to grow. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. There's that word flourish again. And and the picture for the word flourish in the Hebrew is this. It's to blossom and break forth and to break out. And it's used particularly in the picture of vine blossoms or other blossoming plants that begin to produce life and begin to open up. So when you are planted in the house of the Lord, when you are set in a place and you get your roots going down in the ground, when you make connections, listen, when a plant gets planted, what happens? Those roots begin to go down and they find life and they find nutrients and they begin to connect in the soil and they begin to connect with each other and tree roots grow down and they go deep and wide. And you get planted in the house of the Lord. We got so many believers who aren't planted in the house of the Lord. 
They're packing up roots all the time and they're moving over here and they're there for a season. They pack up roots and they move over here for a season. They pack up roots and they move over here for a season. But what happens when you're packing up roots all the time and you're packing up a tree all the time and it's not planted, the tree will eventually die because it's not getting the nutrients it's life that it needs. It's not being able to work the way that it was designed and created to work. When you are planted in the house of the Lord, your roots begin to go deep and they begin to go down. They begin to connect with others and they begin to work and life begins to be produced. And when you are planted in the house of the Lord, when you are planted inside the body where God has placed you, where he has chosen, where he says, Steve, I've put you in this place for such a time as this. Because there are things on the inside of you that this body needs, that this house of the Lord needs. There's gifts on the inside of you, Kelly, that, that the body of Christ needs for such a time as this. And it's time for you to be planted in that house so that those things can begin to come out of you. And once you are planted in the house of the Lord and where you're at, where God has placed you, is when life begins to take place. When you begin to be planted and when you begin to allow yourself to go deep in the soil, when you begin to use your gift, when you begin to function the way that God has designed you, when you're not just consuming, but you are giving of yourself, giving of your life from one to another, then you begin to flourish. Then you're like a vine blossom where things begin to come out of you. Life begins to come out of you. People look at you and say, I can see life coming out of this person because they are connected to the body of Christ because they are planted where God has placed them. They begin to flourish and grow. One last verse here. Back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 27, all of you together, so take a look around, all of you together, and even more that aren't here today, all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a part of it. You all make up the body of Christ because there's many parts. And every part matters in the body of Christ. And God places you where he wants you to fit, where he desires you to be, where he believes that you will function the best. So my question today for you is this. Where has God placed you so that you can flourish and thrive? My other question, you don't have to answer this question. I'm not looking for answers right now. I want, I want you to think about it. Where has God placed you? And what are the gifts that he's placed inside of you so that you can begin to flourish, so that you can begin to connect with the rest of the body, so that you're not out of joint, so that you are functioning the way God has designed you? What is your gift? Why did he set you here? What's inside of you? Robin, what's inside of you that God has put? What has he designed you to do? What is your gift? How can you use it, like 1 Peter 4 says, to serve the body of Christ well? Stand up with me. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. 
If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.